Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in health IT, the state of data in healthcare. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Taucite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. All right, I'm doing a podcast this morning. Somebody else's podcast, Healthy Dose of Data, I believe is what the title is. And this is happening more and more. I'm being asked to speak. I'm being asked to be on other podcasts. And I think I'm going to do it more in the coming year. We'll see how the schedule holds up. Um, and so this podcast this morning is Killing Two Birds with One Stone. I'm going to discuss the state of data in healthcare and in so doing, prepare for my podcast, which is in less than an hour. So uh, cut it close. All right. So state of data in healthcare. I am optimistic and I am pessimistic as well. So let me break that down a little bit for you. I'm, I'm pessimistic because for all the fanfare, I'm not sure that the use of data is much better than it was when I was a CIO over five years ago. Uh, we haven't addressed the fundamental problems of data collection, and that is the conflicting business models, over-regulation, and concern over legal liability. All our attempts at standardizing documentation have led to uh, greater burden on the clinicians and more pajama time, and we haven't moved the needle much on data quality and interoperability. I am optimistic, and I'm optimistic because I see a focus from the ONC towards patient-centric interoperability supported by 21st century cures. I see solutions that understand that all the data doesn't reside in the EHR, and EHR-centric interoperability is the absolute floor for healthcare interoperability. I see digital solutions stepping into the gap that exists and progress being made towards empowering the patient slash consumer with their health data. So that's why I'm optimistic. Let me let me break some of these statements down because there's there's a lot in there. Eight years ago, I was brought into a discussion between our health system, our organization, and a payer organization in our community. And we had done a partnership. And as a health system, we were taking on risk for a population that we were going to care for. And we were going to do that across our clinically integrated network. Now, that network was not standardized on a single EHR. We had, uh, you know, just a lot of disparate practices and they practice, they split, they were splitters. They practice at our facility, they practice at others, but our clinically integrated network was uh, chosen for its ability to deliver things. And in the state of California, if you know anything, you, you can't directly employ these practices. So therefore you have to uh, build coalitions and whatnot. And therefore we didn't have control of the tech stack. So we had to provide an underlying technology foundation that would enable these disparate practices to act as one unit 
in the delivery of care uh, with common messaging, data sharing, and quality measures. And that task was virtually impossible back then, and it is still virtually impossible today. If I said across 50 EHRs, I want you to build uh, you know, a, a network of people that had the ability to message each other, to share data readily across all 50 of those EHRs, and to deliver a level of quality across that, uh, I think you would uh, quickly get to the point of realizing how challenging that that is. And now we did deliver a dashboard of metrics across the clinically integrated network. We did provide medical record sharing between the systems and we did provide a secure messaging platform between the practices. That isn't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ability to deliver health to that community. Remember, we were being measured at risk. So we needed to keep them healthy out of the health system. And that was you know, a technology challenge to say the least. It was also a cultural challenge to say the least as well. It was it was a new endeavor for us, but the technology to support it was patchwork at best. So the first problem is that the medical record only accounts for about 20% of the factors related to health. We know this. Social determinants is 80%. The medical record is about 20%. And we need to stop acting like it is greater than that. We need to integrate a lot of other data. The second problem is that most of healthcare, uh, not this contract specifically, pits organizations against each other. Payers have already been paid and their goal is to make sure that they retain as much of that money as possible. They are looking to ration care. While health systems get paid when tests, labs, and images are done in a fee-for-service model. Uh, the more the merrier. Neither of these models is in the best interest of the patient. I don't believe uh, they're really both broken. However, the, the payer model is less broken. They're at least incentivized to keep the person out of the healthcare system. And uh, the best way to do that is to keep them healthy. Uh, why does this matter for the use of data? Uh, conflicting business models are centered on the business models and not on the health of the person in the community in a majority of the cases. Okay, this places the data in service to the business model and not the community's best interest, which is the health of those people in that community. Uh, sure, there are examples of models that support community health, uh, but I think greater than 90% only see the light of day if they also support the business model uh, that exists in that ecosystem. I, I wanna go further in terms of the, the data we collect I had a CTO give me this phrase, and it is one of my favorites. Uh, why did it only take God seven days to build the world? Because he didn't have to deal with legacy. I believe we need a reset on clinical documentation. What is really needed and what isn't needed? We need a reset of the complexity of the billing system, which is what the, I'd say about 85% of the EHR fun functionality is designed around. We need documentation standards focused on health. We need billing standards designed to drive costs out of the system. We need documentation workflows that aren't a burden on the clinicians and allow us to bring the joy back to medicine. So those are just some of the things I think there. Um, let me hit, <laughs> it sounds very pessimistic. Last pessimistic item, I promise. Uh, we have a system that, uh, actually we have systems that promote duplicate tests. 
This is driven from a business model and a legal liability challenge. We, we've already talked about the business model, which benefits from more tests, but there's a fear of litigation that drives physicians to order tests that are redundant in many cases. And, you know, it just, it causes them to be more cautious than they need to. Even if they have a test in hand, they want to order a test from their own system. This same liability also leads to physicians not wanting more data in the EHR, which they, they may be liable to review, right? That's the number one reason I hear. It's like, no, don't give me more data. I don't have time to review it. And if I, if I do have time to review it, I'm going to be liable for that data. So just keep it out of there. Then I, you know, there's no liability. Um, you know, we've already determined that they don't have enough time to review what they do have in the EHR. And now we're looking to bring in more data. They're just overwhelmed. The data is needed to provide better care, but the liability and the workload cannot be dropped on the physician's lap. They're already overburdened. That's the main point I want to make there. I hope you see that the data problem is not a data problem in most cases, but a system problem and a business model problem. All right, so that's a lot of pessimism. Why am I optimistic? Well, I believe the answer to the problem doesn't lie within the healthcare system itself. I believe it lies at the patient. Patient-centric interoperability. The 21st Century Cures Act is a great piece of legislation, bipartisan, and it is all about empowering patients and freeing up the data to be used in developing cures. Free the data. Get the data into the patient's hands. There's a, a belief that once we do that, a digital economy will develop around this data. The business model will obviously fight against that, but the potential is there. If every patient in the U.S. has their data in a digital format, uh, we might see someone develop a health score for patients, guide them to the best care at the best cost. We might see the integration of social data along with health data to get an accurate picture of what is hindering my personal progress towards health. The solutions are, are, are still fuzzy and uh, struggle for a business model, but we can see it starting to form if we look hard enough. Uh, Apple has connected to many health systems and pulled in pieces of the health record to my phone. Uh, they, they pull in physical activity as well. They link to sensors early on in development for sure, but uh, also, you know, in the watch, they collect even more data, right? So now the physicians don't want that data, but the patients want to be healthy and the data is valuable to them. What if there was a service, say, for $5 a month that, uh, that compiled all the data and, and started to do some predictive monitoring or predictive analytics, recommended checkups, found the best path to care at the lowest cost? You know, I, I, I'd buy that for me. I'd probably buy it for my family and my employees, right? It takes us in the right direction. I believe that data has the power to change the health of our communities. For that reason, I am optimistic. I believe that with steady progress in the direction of empowering patients with their data, we're going to see new models emerge that will be uh, challenged by the incumbents and the incumbent business models for sure. But I think eventually we'll prevail if they make the experience better reduce the overall cost burden of healthcare on the economy and on the individuals and deliver be better health to our community. I was going to say health outcomes, but just deliver better health to the community. 
Anyway, that's how I see it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop me a note, bill at thisweekhealth.com. Love to get a dialogue going around this. All right, that's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We are everywhere. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Talcite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.